It's the Happy Families Podcast. It's the podcast for the time-poor parent who just wants answers now. This guy called Robin Sharma said, The hours that ordinary people waste, extraordinary people leverage. And now here's the stars of our show... My mum and dad. Hello, this is Dr. Justin Coulson, the author of six books about how to help our families to be happy. And I'm here with my wife, Kylie, Mrs. Happy Families, the mum to our six daughters. Today's Friday, and this is probably our favourite day of the week when it comes to podcast recording. I'll do better tomorrow. I'll do better tomorrow. And what I love about it is it gives you and I an opportunity to reflect on the week that we've had and to look at the experiences that we're having with our children and find meaning in them. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is about how we can learn to be better parents. This is the intentional step back, get some perspective, have a think about things and move things forward. But before we do, I'll do better tomorrow. I've got to tell you something. Uh, You've seen it in the notes, but you don't know what it's about. Uh, (laughs) We had this thing the other day. So one of the kids, I'm not going to say who, but one of the kids had a play date at our house the other day and I caught uh, this particular child and her friend, her her playdate, uh, who may or may not actually be related to our family. I'm just I'm just oh, saying. Right. So it was one of the kids and the cousins, but I didn't say that. They're playing with the dog's penis, <laughs> and and you know you, you know those things that come out of your mouth completely unexpectedly, and you think to yourself, twenty years ago, or you know, before I became a parent, I never actually thought that I would say this. You know, like I remember, I remember one time I said to one of the kids, I think it was to Ella, I said, would you please get your feet out of your food? <laughs> right? But, but I, I found myself saying to the kids, would you please stop playing with the dog's penis? Dogs don't like it when you, I couldn't believe it was coming out of my mouth. Can I tell you this dog, Benson, we've had him for what, 12 years now? Yeah, something like that. And from the day we got him. He just has let the children do, do anything. anything they want. <laughs> but it got, it got me thinking, and I, I decided to do a quick Google, all of the things that we've said as parents that we never thought we would say. And um, I, I came up with one on, on, a, on a website called mummynearest.com, 30 things I never thought I'd say before becoming a parent. Good job on your poo, honey. <laughs> like... You just no, just just no. Good, good job on your poo. Have you said stuff like that to our kids? Of course, I have. What's even worse though is when you're in a public toilet and your little daughter <laughs> says to you, "Are you pooing, Mum?" Yeah. yeah, that's really cool. I remember uh, Michael McIntyre, the comedian. He talks about how he was in the bathroom one time, and a daddy, a daddy, I'm calling him a daddy. A dad took his son into the bathroom, but. He didn't see the son coming in and so the dad's standing at the urinal and he's talking to his son saying, that's it, pull it out. Okay, now give it a good shake. And Michael McIntyre's looking around. He thinks he's that this guy's talking to him. Oh. Anyway, I digress. We've gone to a whole new low so talking sorry. about toilet humour. I'll do better tomorrow with what we're talking about. Uh, so, look, that's just a funny story that has nothing to do with my reflections on being a great parent I this week. I hope not. No, no, I promise. But, but. But it is about intention and uh, sometimes we have to say things that we never intended to say. But I, I, read a, I read a quote this week that really inspired me and it was about personal development and time management and being ultra productive and being your best you. But as I read it, I thought this is not just about that. This so easily flicks or switches across into the family. This guy called Robin Sharma said, the hours that ordinary people waste, extraordinary people leverage. And as I was reflecting on that in a family context, I thought the people who have the best families, the, the, the hours that ordinary parents waste, 
extraordinary parents leverage to make their families happier. We talked about this a little bit yesterday in, you know, that idea of intentional planning. Yeah. And and for us as parents, it seems like it takes up so much of our time and yet without it, our family just doesn't function at its best. Yeah. Yeah. So so my I'll do better tomorrow because I've been I've actually been caught up on a Netflix series lately. Uh, yes, you have. And for the first time in our lives, I've actually been watching that in the evening rather than reading or even being social and and I'm feeling a really big need to repent. <laughs> I'm feeling like I've been called to repentance and I need to be better. And, and so uh, I've only got about 17 episodes left and then I'll stop. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, I'll, I'll choose my timing better and I will do better tomorrow because I don't want to be ordinary in my family. I want to be extraordinary and that means that I can't waste those hours with our kids or with you. I think that's a really wonderful insight, honey. I'm looking forward to seeing what happens tonight. You're so supportive. I appreciate that. (laughs) All right, let's find out how you're going to do better tomorrow right after this. It's the Happy Families Podcast. Are screens creating tension at home? Tweens, Teens and Screens is a webinar to guide families to healthy, safe, super screen solutions. Buy today at happyfamilies.com.au slash shop. It's the Happy Families Podcast, the podcast for the time-poor parent who just wants answers now, and we have been talking about our favourite topic today, how we can be better parents. You do that like a pro. Is that right? Yeah, you've been practising. It sounded good. <laughs> Thank you. So, so I've talked about how this idea that ordinary people waste these hours that they could spend with their kids and extraordinary parents leverage those hours to build stronger relationships with them instead. Uh, that's my key learning for the week. It came off the back of a quote and a little bit of personal in- insight and introspection. What about you? Mm, well, last week I shared a little bit of a Christmas struggle that I've had in the past and getting let- the kids involved. letting the kids get involved. Yep. And I had a wonderful experience during the week as I let them actually decorate the Christmas tree. You gave me a really hard time last week about the fact that they were going to be decorating the tree that nobody else sees. Yes. Yeah. And I let you get away with it, but I'm not going to this week. Right. Because <laughs> that tree is actually the special tree and it's a special tree for a reason. Uh-huh. We have two trees because when we have family gatherings and everybody comes together, we don't want to kind of complicate the gift giving scenario. Well, that's not really why we've got two trees. We've got two trees because you love Christmas. Well, I do, but it's (laughs) made it much easier. You want a tree in every room. (laughs) It's made it much easier to deal with the Christmas chaos. It it has. It's uncomplicated. And and the kids have claimed this tree because it's in a quiet space and it means that our family has a quiet space to go to on Christmas morning. So this is actually the tree that means the most to our kids because mm. it's the tree that they put the presents that they've handpicked for their secret sister underneath. It's the tree that Santa leaves his gifts under. It's the tree that they wake up to and they're really, really excited about it. Um, and so while you made it sound like it was a really, really sneaky of me big because no one else was actually going to see it. This is actually an important tree to them and they've, they've acknowledged that to me. This, is, this was really exciting to them. Yeah, it was. And I, over the last few years, have recognised that this is something that I needed to let go of but still have struggled to do so. And so probably two or three years ago, I actually said to them, if you want to help me with the Christmas tree, then I'm going to teach you how to decorate a Christmas tree. And so over the last few years, they've actually been a part of the decorating, but I have not let go of the reins. I have been very intentional. <laughs> Some might say controlling. 
and controlling, <laughs> yes, I agree, in helping them to learn how to have a tree that's beautiful to look at. Mm. And they have participated. So this year I actually stood right back. And except for putting on probably three or four decorations right at the very top of the tree because it just was a little bit too far for even Lily, who's 10, to climb on a stool and reach up the top, I let them go. And a couple of times I had said to Miss Six, I'd said, Emily, can you just step back and have a look? There seems to be a lot of decorations in one little spot. And she looked and she said, oh, I can see it, Mum. And she went and moved um, the extra baubles away. That was all I did. And you know what? What I actually saw was two kids, not only were they completely engrossed in it, but those years of lessons had really paid off and they created a beautiful tree. I don't, I honestly, I do not think that I could have done a better job. And what I learnt in that process was that sometimes we just don't give our kids enough credit. That's a little bit tricky for me to say because I like things to be a certain way. But as I watched our kids do that, I was blown away at their capacity and I hadn't given them credit that they were actually capable of doing that. Yeah. And the tree looks beautiful. It does. And they love being there. Yeah, they really do. Well, that's a, that's a great story. I'm so glad that you shared that. I think what this story really illustrates is the importance of what I talk about when it comes to helping our kids to learn, and that is induction. We need to teach them slowly and even over a couple of years, bit by bit, what our expectations are and how they can do something and then stand back, give them the reins and let them go for it. And I think they've done a great job. We will post some pictures of that on our Facebook page so that you can jump on there and have, have a squiz. What I really loved though, I have, I just remembered, yeah. you said last week that you're really nervous that the kids were actually going to have some perfectionistic tendencies. Oh yeah, I did mention that. You did. And did they? They didn't even compare the trees. They just loved what they had achieved and were so excited to show me at the other end. Winning all round. I'll do better tomorrow returns next Friday for our last Friday before Christmas. Can you believe that? Oh my goodness. Uh, we would love, by the way, for you to jump onto Apple Podcasts and leave us a rating and review. Those five-star ratings and reviews help other people to find the podcast and and make their families happier, uh, we, we could consider it a Christmas gift. I know I've harped on about that in every podcast this week, but, you know, it'd be great if you wouldn't mind doing that. Uh, we so much appreciate the great work done by Justin Rulon from Bridge Media for making the podcast sound great. Our executive producer is Craig Bruce. And if you'd like more information about how to help your family be happier, there's loads of free stuff at happyfamilies.com.au, but there's also this thing called a Happy Families Membership. Join the family. It's getting bigger and bigger every single day and loads of people are helping their families to be happier because of the Happy Families membership. All the details at happyfamilies.com.au. Thank you.